before Superman, before Krypton explodes, but after the show Krypton on Sci-Fi, it's after Krypton. I'm Alex. I'm Justin. And we've finally gotten rid of the elements of the show that don't like Krypton. <laughs> yeah. Yes, P. LePage is out. He is our uh, he's kryptonite. Our, he's our kryptonite. He's our kryptonite, <laughs> yeah. and he is gone. So yes. Well, no, he'll be back. He's just off this week. Yes. But I think we can finally talk about the show without anybody yelling at us, which is which pretty nice. Which is a treat. Oh, it's a delightful treat. Uh, this episode also, maybe not totally a delightful treat, but there is some fun stuff throughout. Uh, we're about, we're not quite at the halfway point. We're only four, we're five episodes in, so we are at the halfway yeah. point. How are you feeling about the show so far? I like the show a lot. I uh, specifically like the way we're so in world. Like this show doesn't apologize for the merciless nature of Kryptonian culture. And I like that a lot. I feel like uh, another way the show could have gone is that it's like they're bad for all this killing. But no, all these characters that we're meant to like uh, do all this horrible killing. So that to me is the most fun, the culture of the politics um, and the sort of way they've pinned the relationships between all the characters into these like wild ways. I feel like I'm a little back and forth on it per episode. There's some stuff that's a little silly and not totally working for me, but overall I'm having a lot of fun with it. Um, I think it definitely plays like Game of Thrones light, which sure. is totally fine. I like Game of Thrones. It's not going to be on until next year, so I'm happy to spend time with a Game of Thrones that is filtered through DC Comics. That's all good, and there's some great reveals this episode. If you can't po- be with the one you love, love the one you're with. <laughs> That's what I always say about Game of Thrones. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'm enjoying it. I feel like people are crapping on it a little bit, frankly. And I think that's an easy thing to do because it's easy to poke holes in something like this. But uh, I actually give them credit for really constructing something that does stand on its own. It isn't just like, don't you wish Superman was here? Like, it really does feel like like a a world that we can get into. But I would say SAG is not is lower on my list of things I like about this show. Oh, really? I I was going to say, to your point about I don't wish that Superman was here... uh, this show to me does a better job by this point of not needing Superman than Gotham does of not needing Batman. For like, sure. Granted, they had Bruce Wayne, so it immediately felt like, all right, come on, let's get to this, let's get to this, get to this. But, but I would also argue with Gotham, they're like, look, all this Batman stuff is surrounding this <laughs> child. Like all the supervillains are coming yeah. together. And then and then you're just like, give us the part we want. With this, it's like this is all playing in that universe, but we don't mm-hmm. see Lex Luthor being like, I'm young and evil, though. <laughs> it's it's funny because I think going into this show, it felt like this is Gotham's concept, but dumber. And I say this from the perspective of I love Gotham and I love yeah. watching Gotham. I have a lot of fun with that show. But the idea, I still watch every episode that being like, can we please just get to Batman already? This is stupid. Just like make a Batman. Nobody cares. Just make a Batman. Here, it was like, oh, so you're going to go even further back and do Superman's grandfather. Who cares? But the Adam Strange thing and the Brainiac thing and the Kryptonian culture thing, it's made it work like yeah. in a very different way, uh, which I'm really enjoying. Me too. So 
that out of the way, let's talk about a little bit of recap leading up to this, because a lot of stuff has been going on. As we mentioned, there's Seg, who is Superman's grandfather. He has been tortured last episode by somebody we don't know exactly what it is. He's played by uh, a face familiar to genre fans, Colin Salmon, who was on Arrow, among other shows. And he may be a Black Zero operative. He may be something else. We find out a little something about him that we'll get to at the end of the episode. Nice. Uh, but Seg escapes gets out into the ice outside Cantor and is lost out there, and things are looking real bad for Seg. On the other end of the spectrum, there's Lightazad, who is in love with Seg, but betrothed to somebody else. She has been accused of being a Black Zero operative and is on trial and being held and probably going to be uh, executed by the end of the episode. Spoiler, she's not. She And she was accused by someone who is actually a, uh, someone beneath her in the Sagittarii. Um, so that complicates things. And then we have uh, Seg's uh, betrothed, uh, who is nice of mm. Vex from the yep. Vex family. Uh, the Vex family is uh, in the in politics. They're trying to like uh, make their shit happen, secretly get rid of uh, Rao, who they don't like. But... Uh, her Nisa, her Nisa, and her father have di- very different goals. Yeah. Now, this episode, though, is called House of Zod, and it kicks off with a flashback to, I think it's Alora is... Mama Zod. Uh, yeah, Mama Zod, uh, as a young kid, fighting her brother, being trained by their father, being told that Zods are strong, they value strength before anything other. This is something we kind of already knew for the first episode. But... Zods just are nonstop fistfights. Yeah. Like every- Every, this whole episode, there's a little bit of a voiceover, and it's just over, like, what makes a Zod? And it's literally just flesh on flesh, <laughs> like, pound, pound, pound. Yeah. Uh, it, it's an interesting thing, I think, about society, and it certainly made me wonder while I was watching this, where, like, L's are honest and true, Vexes are sneaky and politically motivated, Zods are just, like, punch the shit out of each other. Is that a thing? Like, I understand that's Kryptonian society and they're aliens, but I guess in my head I kept trying to relate it back to human society, and I don't think it's as clear cut. You're trying to throw some Harry Potter shit on this. I am trying to throw I, some I Harry. felt that. Yeah. No, you, can't, yeah, yeah. you can't get that past Sorry. In your little sorting hat. I'm really sorry. Stop wearing that. Oh, God. Uh, but it's, I think it sort of points to, or at least this is how they get around it, is the fact that it's Krypton. They're aliens. This is how their society works. This is how their genetics work. Yeah. Uh, and it's just a different, the culture around their society is very different. Uh, but I think it does make, uh, this is a, this episode and this show maybe is like a sort of Zodpology. It's like making, they're Zodpologists, they're making yeah. General Zod <laughs> like a sympathetic like character. Let's make that yeah. a thing. Let's make that trend. Yeah. Hashtag Zodpology. There we go. The So we get to see them fight, uh, and then we flash back to the present. How do you want to do this? Do you want to talk about Seg's plot line and then whatever's going back in Candor? How does that work? Uh, yeah, let's do that. Let's split it up. Okay, and then we'll come back at the end. So yeah. uh, Seg escapes and then immediately goes back inside because I guess being trapped outside was not a big deal for him. Well, that's what this episode, <laughs> across the storyline, it feels like he's just visiting the snow neighbors uh, all episode. He's like, I got got to get out of here. This snow sucks. I'm going to go back inside briefly, get some weapons. He bumps into this prisoner lady and is like, I'll help you. Tell me how to get out of here. The... It's a funny thing about fantasy shows, and this is very clearly, even though it's like set in a futuristic society, it's a fantasy show, but they clearly have a show Bible where they've laid out, this is how Kryptonian society worked, and figured out, okay, each episode, we got to lay out 
each of these different things about how society works. So here, what we get is Seg goes back inside, finds a lady who's also been headed a prisoner by Colin Salmon's character, and she says, I know how to escape, I know how to get out of here. She leads him to another faction that is like, if there's the rankless, they're whatever's below the rankless yeah. in terms of Kryptonian society. Like the creepos, the weirdos. <laughs> yeah, the weirdos. They're like underneath. The but Morlocks. also, I was like... What was what you say? Morlocks. Yeah, they're the Morlocks. But also, wasn't the path from uh, prison, splinter cell prison to creepy Morlocks like just a straight tunnel that they just walked down? There's not a lot of problems getting between places on Krypton. Yeah, that, that doesn't make any sense because they're like, in the first episode, they were like, oh, you can't go outside. And then all of a sudden, they're like, you can go outside. <laughs> and if you need to get placed, there's tunnels connecting everything, and everyone's yeah. fine. Everyone's friends. I, I think they wrote that in the first episode and immediately realized a problem, and they're like, oh, we got to figure out some way around this. Yeah. Uh, oh, my God, you stole a ship? That's impossible. You're going to jail. Oh, now we do it every episode, and it's totally <laughs> fine? Oh, okay. But it's like, a, it was like before Uber and after Uber yeah. in New York City. But honestly, it's, like, like, it's so like, hard to catch a cab. And now you can get a cab in anywhere. In terms of watching the show, though, I would rather it be this way. Great. Yeah. Make it easier. It's just funny oh to God. have it be yeah. that so strongly, so much of the like tragedy of the pilot, it hinges on like those mistakes, and then they made it yeah, insanely it's not a big deal. Right what they should do is in the last episode, Seg should be like, you know, I guess my parents didn't have to die. Yeah, that huh. would be a great, just a recap. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> huh. Huh. Then he sits and thinks for <laughs> <laughs> just a nice silent episode. Yeah. Just a nice think. So Seg goes and he meets this other society. They do not worship Rao. And in fact, the main thing that they worship is hating elves. Yes. And we don't find a lot about this. We don't know exactly what's going on. Something happened. Yeah, so he, the, this prisoner he rescues, who seems a little suspect, leads him to these her little Morlock place. And there's a, a door with the super symbol on it, Superman symbol, the House of El. And Seg's like, yo, who, who decorated this? And they're like, you're an L? Oh, shit. He's a bad guy. Uh, I was like, oh, at first I was like, oh, these guys have to be Black Zero. It's crazy that Black Zero is talked about throughout the show. Yeah. We've met so many tiny subgroups, and we haven't met this, like, this group, that this terrorist group that yeah. is such a plague on Kandor. We just meet other weirder, smaller groups. It's, it is... We talked about this a couple of episodes back, that for a show that is taking a lot of time to set stuff up, there's there's a crazy amount of stuff actually happening. And yeah. I think I chalk that up to 10-episode first season that they're really going for broke on. Yeah. Um, right now, it doesn't feel like a ton of stuff is happening, particularly with Seg going you know, kind of back and forth wherever he wants. But there's so much stuff dangling there that I really think is going to, like, bring the shit by the end of the season. Yeah. Uh, you got the voice of Rao has been infected by Brainiac. Which happened at the end of last episode, and we don't even hear it. We don't even talk it. about it. We don't at hear all. That's crazy. Uh, so there's that. There's the thing that happens at the end of the episode, which, again, we'll get to in a moment. Yeah. Uh, there's this group dropping information the about... The woman with the wicker hair, who's got, right. like, a basket head. Plus, there's Brainiac. Like, it, would, it feels like Brainiac and time travel should be enough to power 10 episodes of a season, no. but they 
keep layering and layering and layering on. And you need a tiny faction of snow morlocks. Yes, That's exactly. What well, needs. what do you think happened? I mean, given that the elves are so upright, what could they possibly have done? So it, we learn here uh, from these these cult people have like this long conversation in a language that Seg doesn't understand about how the elves fuck them over somehow. Um, and I don't know. The first thoughts I had were. Uh, maybe Seg's grandfather survived his snow drop uh, when he was put to death and somehow formed this group and then abandoned them. Uh, Mm. Could be a possibility. Um, Another possibility is something to do with science. Maybe they worship science, and that would explain why there's such an outside faction now once this uh, theocracy took over and Rao became the god. Um, that maybe they they worship science and feel like the elves betrayed them. Yeah, by, uh, it, it definitely feels like it needs to be something with the grandfather, just because, like you said, he's back as a hologram. But something happened. Like you don't just drop somebody off, not find the body, and that's it for them. You don't just be a hologram, right? You got to be a cool hologram. <laughs> yeah, you got to be a they cool dude. They don't make holograms out of regular jokes. Yeah, and it, of all the elves. The grandpa is the one who feels like he has a bunch of other stuff going on. He totally, he isn't totally on the level. He actually feels a little more Vex even than Daddy Vex in certain aspects. Well, Daddy Vex seems uh, incompetent. Yeah. And uh, Grand Granddaddy L seems like he was the only one that knows what's actually going on. Yeah. He was afraid of Brainiac. He knew about the outside world uh, above Krypton. And that makes me think that he's... He was coordinating this faction. Yeah. So uh, Seg manages to escape from them again pretty easily and then immediately gets captured by Colin Salmon, uh, ends up in the same chair again. Well, so he, he's back out on the ice again. Like he gets an sure, oxygen yeah. mask and then he's like talking to the oxygen mask. Like it's sort of that's why, I, like I say, Seg's not my favorite character because he's a little goofy that I think they want to be likable, but it's him just being like, this oxygen mask sucks. Like he's like, it's a little weird. Yeah. He, he cracks open the case though and takes a battery, makes a communicator, gets back in touch with Adam Strange, who uh, who gets in touch with some other folks and uh, attempt to come rescue. Yeah, him. and we should mention that he. This is intersecting the other storyline we'll get to in a second, but he tapes a message for Lyda saying, yeah. "Listen, I'm sorry. I'm going to die. I love you." And. I like this relationship a lot. I mean, me too. It, a lot of it is definitely based on knowing what we know about Superman and Zod, granted, but yeah. and the fact that it does feel very Romeo and Juliet. But they're it's great. Like, they're like pre-Starcrossed. Yeah, you know, they're, it's like reverse Starcrossed. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I mean, they're still not supposed to be together, but I agree with you that it's like because these two men are such bitter enemies, we know something is going to happen that's going to break these families even farther apart. Yeah. Uh, and that will be interesting going forward. Should we jump over to the other storyline? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so Lyda, who is in, uh, who is about to be, been put to death because um, she's been accused of being Black Zero, part of this terrorist splinter cell by this woman who shot a rankless and she uh, locked up. Um, and last episode, everyone was trying, a bunch of people were trying to get her off. Uh, Nisa, um, the bartender guy, whose name is Cam, I believe, um, and uh, Lyda's uh, partner, her that she doesn't really love, uh, according to last yeah, episode. Yeah, I think he's Dev M. Yeah, Dev M. Maybe. Uh, the names on this show, not great. Yeah. Let me just throw that out just there. Just call him Dave. 
It's like they're the... half names, like yeah. Seg. There's that's like truly <laughs> the worst name in television right now. Yeah, it truly is a segment of another name. <laughs> uh, even Segway would be better than Seg, yeah, sure. Because I know what that is. Uh, so Light is in jail. She has this fun little flirty moment with a guy. He admits he loves her, and boom, she kisses him. Yeah, not what's cool. She, what's she doing? Not cool. I think she's trying. I think she's trying to do the right thing. She knows she got in trouble. She's trying to be her. Her conflict is that she wants. She doesn't want to be as odd, but she wants to be as odd. You know what I mean? Like she wants to be honorable. She wants to be upright. She wants to follow in her family's footsteps, but that's not how she actually feels. Here's a crazy fact I found out today. Do you know they're all teenagers? No. Yeah. That's not real. (laughs) Yeah, they're all supposed to be teenagers, I think. That's weird. Yeah, it's super weird. They're all clearly in their early 20s at least. Oh, definitely. I would argue in the... There are some people who are deeply 30 in this show. (laughs) Uh, That's funny. What a weird... I mean, that speaks more to the star-crossed, reverse star-crossed Yes, absolutely. Um, But, uh, yeah, I think also she's she's in the, the... She may be dying. She's in dire straits. And Seg's not around. And I yeah. think she feels a little abandoned by him. So, yeah, I'll kiss this guy. Easy kiss guy. He loves her. Yeah. Like, why not? There you go. Uh, we jump over to uh, the Vexes. Nisa's trying to um, save Lyda because that's the only way they can take down Rao. Here, I think we can finally talk about this now that Pete's gone. Nissa is great. Yeah. She is a great character. Great character. If she is everything that her father is not, she is manipulative, but in a for the best for right. Well, she's decisive. She knows what she wants, and she's chasing it, as opposed to uh, Daddy Vex, who is just like, um, I don't know. Uh, and so they seem to be both operating for the same goals of uh, getting rid of Rao, but they have very different ways of doing it, and sort of very different. The mini bosses they're trying to take yeah. down. She, in a weird way, reminds me as uh, she's almost like the Tyrion of this show. Right. Like she's not as scared as Tyrion uh, by any means, but she's definitely like she knows how to manipulate people, but also she has a moral compass. Uh, right, and she's in the position, a weak position, in that she is uh, partnered with Seg, but he doesn't love her. Right, so it, we immediately sort of feel bad for her, but she doesn't care. Like, she's very practical. She's like, hey, mm-hmm. our baby's in the baby jail. Uh, yeah. Like, we're going to have that baby. <laughs> so, like, that's what I needed you for. Now let's figure out how our lives are going to work. Yeah. I'd be curious to see if she has a romantic relationship with someone because does she actually have feelings for Seg? Is she interested in him? It's hard to tell. Yeah. I I think she does just because he's a good guy. But at the same Is time, uh, I mean, he's supposed to be, right? He's like a tumbleweed. It just keeps bumping into stuff. <laughs> what is she, do you think she's going to have a relationship with uh, Adam Strange, maybe? Maybe. I mean... I don't know. I don't know. All he does is walk around and quip. Yeah. He's like, hey, anachronism. Yeah, he's fun that in that way. Yeah, what a good guy. And uh, really understands time travel by wearing like weird like hats and Converse. Yeah. Doesn't wear, like, Converse uh, he doesn't shoes. even care. Yeah. So uh, speaking of Adam Strange, though, he gets that message and immediately heads 
to where Lyda is, where he encounters a bunch of naked people and gets super uncomfortable. Yeah, he's from a very, uh, very like fully dressed part of America, right? From modern present day America. Well, it's it is funny. I mean, they do keep hitting on this idea, and we were talking about this even a little bit earlier on, but uh, this idea that Kryptonian is just different than us. Like they're yeah. all comfortable with each other's bodies. They don't care about each other's bodies because. Sex and love don't exactly exist, or at least aren't supposed to exist. It's all just science and genetics, and that's it. Kryptonians are all that dude at the gym that just walks around naked and yeah. only cares about like uh, his uh, his max, uh, <laughs> his PR that day. He's like, yeah, yeah, you know, I do CrossFit too. Yeah, uh, that's if you're staring at my massive penis, it's your problem. Yeah, no, exactly. That's exactly what I meant by that. Yep, looking at a big gym hog. <laughs> A Zalvin. A Zalvin. What gym are you a member of? Uh, all of them. <laughs> all of them. Wow. That seems unnecessary. And uh, maybe a warning sign. Uh, Got to play the odds, you know. <laughs> so Adam Strange does get the message to Lyda, and Lyda immediately uh, puts together a team. Do you want to talk about I the back say stuff? We should, I think we should jump back, back a little bit, because that's sort of getting toward the end. Yeah. Uh, where, yes... Uh, we find out earlier on that Daddy Vex is like making out with the woman that accused Lyda. Like, what yeah. are the odds of that? Uh, huge odds. I uh, the, this fell forced. I mean, everything yeah. with Daddy Vex is kind of like he's not a, he's not really a master manipulator, so it doesn't really work in general. But also that they are throwing in, and his true love is this woman. Yeah, that we that they've that, never even been in a room together. Uh, right, exactly. It was up. such a I don't know, man. It's a little weird. Uh, I agree, but I mean, it, it worked in this episode. By the end, uh, I felt I felt fine with it. Sure. Uh, so, do you want to talk about what happened? So then, uh, Nysa and Mama Zod they form an alliance. Uh, Mama Zod begrudgingly. So throughout the episode, we get these flashbacks of her growing up as a Zod. Her and her brother um, are fighting. Then they're they're sent out into the snow, uh, just like Seg, to to do this task to prove that they are a true Zod. They find an oxygen mask, uh, but there's only one. The brother attacks uh, Mama Zod, young Mama Zod. She defeats him, leaves him to die in the snow, and heads back, proving that uh, if you're a Zod, you fight for yourself. You do not let anyone... Um, uh, fight for you, and do you do not take pity on anybody. And when she gets back to her dad, uh, he says, Azad kneels to no one, which I thought was yeah. very cool. Yeah, that, that was, was very cool. cool. That's great. I love these little shout-outs. I love the Easter eggs like that. In and case it, you're not familiar with Superman, uh, kneel yeah. before Zod is a phrase. Yes, great point. There you go. You probably knew that. Uh, so we have all the, the politics uh, come down to the moment where Lyda is in front of everyone about to be executed, and just before the knife hits her throat, someone runs in and says, or uh, Daddy's at, uh, Daddy Vex runs in and says, uh, stop. Um, the witness has recanted her statement. Uh, Lyda, you're free to go. And the witness being the woman that he loves, that he was making out with, yeah. we cut to a scene of some uh, Sagittari going in there, pulling out a knife. They kill her, make it look like a suicide. Daddy Vex comes in and is like, what happened here? We got to stop this. Uh, every all the soldiers run out. Nisa comes in, and it becomes clear that he gave up his love for the politics. He like puts himself below his daughter 
so that her plan uh, can move forward of saving Lyda to get... So is that what you took away from it? Because I took away that Allura Zod was the person who manipulated this and Daddy Vex just got kind of caught in the middle, but... Well, I think, yes, I think she's a part of it, but it was was, uh, Nisa to Mama Zod to Allura to Daddy Vex. Interesting. Uh, Because, I mean, she was the one that was... Their conversation was sort of like, are we doing this or what? Yeah. And that plays to Mama Zod's struggle where she's like, I shouldn't get my daughter out of this. Even though I love her, mm-hmm. it's up to a Zod to fight for themselves. Right. And that leads to um, this later scene that sh- that we're up uh, between Lyda and her mother where she's like, you know I loved you best and now you're my greatest shame. You're my greatest love and now you're my greatest shame because she had to save her. Yeah. And I thought that was such a great moment. Like, yeah. It really paid out so much of the storyline that we've seen so far around the Zod family to have you... To sh- and shows the culture we've been talking about, where this mother loves her daughter, but now she hates her daughter because her daughter couldn't per- couldn't save herself. Yeah, from a situation that she didn't. Create. No, I agree. I thought that was great. Uh, but then Lyda kind of doesn't listen to her anyway. Follows her heart and goes after Seg, um, and takes a small unit to invade whatever this place is that's going on. Free Seg. They smooch through, and then uh, Lyda tracks down the operative guy, beats him up, and finds a necklace on him. And she says, wait, where did you get the necklace? And he says, oh, I got it from you. And she says, what do you mean? And he says, I'm your son. Yes. Bum, bum, bum. Which was weird. So here's the thing that you might not be 100% sure of. He's General Zod. Well, in, yes. I mean... Okay, well, let, let me talk yeah, about this, and then you present your dissenting opinion. How about that? Yeah. So there's, uh, there's a behind-the-scenes series that they've been doing on sci-fi about Krypton, and they mentioned very specifically that Lyda Zod is General Zod, the guy of Neil Before Zod, Superman's Great Emmy. Uh, yeah. Lyda Zod is his mom. So you wouldn't necessarily know that. It does make sense with the timeline because Jor-El, who is Superman's dad, is the same age and a contemporary and good friends for a while with uh, General Zod. Uh, I did a bunch of checking on this in the comics. There is no family tree that we've been shown for General Zod. Like, we always get that General Zod sometimes in continuity marries Ursa and has a child, but we never see anything up the family tree. Like, we know... Everything about Superman's family. We know everything about Karzorel's family. We know everything about a lot of other Kryptonian families, but nothing about Zod's family. So that's kind of an open book. So I think uh, it's pretty clear just based on like the background stuff and based on the fact that the episode reveals that at the end that he is General Zod. That said, there's a couple of other. I had a couple other. My first thought was this was uh, this was Mama Zod's Alura Zod's brother, who we she left in this episode left in the snow to die, and he formed this splinter group and has sort of created this like uh, shadow Zod element. Um, but why would he say I'm your son? I don't know. Well, that's what I'm saying. Before he said that, oh, I, I was see. like, yeah. that was my first thought. It was like, okay. oh, this is the, that would make sense. He's older. Uh, but that wasn't the case uh, based on believing <laughs> him. My other thought on that, if it's not General Zod, uh, then it's uh, Lyda's son. If he is her son, it's her son with her betrothed, uh, that other dude from the Sagittarius. Because, you know, like we said, when you are 
partnered with someone, you make a baby, it goes in baby jail, and then it comes out later and grows up. Uh, so that could be who that is. It's I, not necessarily Lyda and Seg's son. But it would explain why when he had Seg in the chair, he was like, don't kill this dude or I will kill you. Right. And then he snapped the guy's neck, which is a thing that General Zod is pretty fond of doing or yeah. at least related to. I will say, though, all Zods on this show have been pretty down. <laughs> sure, that's true. Here, Here's what I think. I think it's pretty clear to me that it is... General's on, but the time travel shenanigans make it a little bit tricky. Yeah. Because he knows about Brainiac. He's traveled back in time. Like, beyond anything, there's the big twist that, like, there is another time traveler beyond Adam Strange. Yeah. And, in fact, it's a Kryptonian time traveler that's gone back. That's that's crazy pants to throw that in just at the end of the episode. Two thoughts on that. Yeah. Uh did Adam Strange go to General Zod first to try to oh, fix this? That's a good question. Uh, one possible route, which it would make him have to answer for that, which could be a fun storyline. Second, is it Phantom Zone? Are we going to be introduced to the mm. Phantom Zone and uh, General Zod somehow traveled through that back in time? I mean, that's possible. I think the other thing that it touches on is because there's time travel is it could be General Zod, but not the General Zod we know. Like right. the evil of General Zod could be a result of the correct timeline where they stop Brainiac versus he comes from a timeline where Brainiac has almost destroyed Krypton. He escapes at the last second and gets out. So he might not know any of that. That Woo! all said, given this show and how it just kind of likes to drop the DC comic stuff, I think it's just going to be Zod. I mean, I would think so. I think that's something, to me, if I was writing this series, I'd be like, yo, let's get some characters people know in yeah. here fast. And this is, what, the uh, fourth episode? Fifth, fifth episode. episode. Yeah. Perfect time to reveal actual General Zod. Let's get this word out and have people talking about and it. And that's so, crazy. That's yeah. crazy to have Brainiac as the big bad guy who hasn't even come yet. You have Adam Strange show up on the show, then General Zod as a time traveler. And down the road, even in the first season, we're going to... Uh, I don't know if this is spoiling too much. They've already been pretty open about this information. We're going to see Hawkman, yes. and we're going to see Doomsday. Really, I didn't heard hadn't heard Doomsday. Yeah. Hawkman, I was like, it would make a lot of sense in our. Yeah. I think our last episode because of the Adam Strange connection. So that's cool. Uh, but Doomsday is very strange. I guess it makes sense in the current DC Doomsday, yeah. where Doomsday is like a literal weapon that was on Krypton. Mm -hmm. There isn't just one of them. There's a bunch of them. Yeah. But the Doomsday that we knew in original comic world, where it was this the thing that killed Superman and stood alone. Like, that's very different. Yeah. Here, my guess at this point, just given that we only have five episodes left and there's so much to deal with, is we're going to see Doomsday but not have Doomsday as a villain. Like, we have begun the Doomsday Project or something like that. Because, like, like you said, it's a Kryptonian thing. Like, it's in the comics that they have developed it. It is part of Kryptonian society. So it is kind of there. Let me uh, throw this out to you. Yeah. I'm all theories right now. Yeah. We reveal that... Uh, Grandpa L, Seg's grandfather, is still alive. Because Ra wouldn't make... Ra doesn't do science. Doomsday is a creation of science. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Secret L, Grandpa L, has been creating the Doomsday program and or had in the past, and uh, Hologram Grandpa L reveals it, and Doomsday is actually on our side against Brainiac in the end of the season. Or, yeah, or at the very least, they created Br Doomsday to stop Brainiac, but of course you can't really control Doomsday. That makes a lot of sense. Maybe that's what be behind the uh, S-door. 
Yeah, dude. Oh, oh, that's a great call. There you go. The S door. Yeah. S for doomsday. Yeah. <laughs> that way no one will know. All right. Uh, before we go, we're going to end with some Superman trivia. Justin, you got any trivia this time? Uh, let's see here. This is about Superman, the character. Okay. Um, this is this is a little trivia. We've done very easy trivia. So yeah, this one yeah, you're okay, really going to have to like, think right. about. Um, in the comic book world in the early 90s, Superman died. Okay. What killed him? Because there's, uh, you know, you think you know. Yeah. And I will say, there's a clue. We have covered this on this podcast in the past. Oh, a broken heart. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's a good guess. That's a good guess. And not another easy guess, you'd think kryptonite. Yeah. That's his weakness. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Um, Which is another trivia bit we sure. covered. Uh, was it Crypto, the dog? We talked about that in a trivia question. Oh, yeah. Cause, the you know, letter L? Uh, it's not news if dog bites man, man bites dog. That's news. <laughs> nice. The letter L. I give up. I'm sorry. Uh, it's doomsday. Oh, uh, doomsday. doomsday. We were just talking we were about just that. Like, well, oh, man. It's that's fun. crazy. All right. If you like this show and our trivia, especially, <laughs> <laughs> support us at patreon.com slash comic book club. Also, we do a live show every Tuesday night, 8 p.m. in the pit loft in New York. Totally free. Come on by. We'll chat about Superman or whatever you want to chat about. Also, uh, what else do we want to plug? Uh, you can uh, follow us on Twitter at Comic Book Live. Check us out on Facebook. Also, our website, comicbookclublive.com. And we'll see you next week for After Krypton. That's right. Keep your butts out, just like the Kryptonians do. <laughs>